The Legendarium Podcast is brought to you by, by you. So please visit patreon.com slash legendarium to, to support the show. But for now, welcome to The Legendarium. If you haven't seen the movie yet, spoilers. So yeah, we're going to talk about it. I don't say this through the episode, but just, yeah, spoilers abound. There's a monkey who punches a lizard, and the lizard punches the monkey back, uh, and then they, they punch some other stuff too, but I won't tell you what it is because it's a spoiler. So go watch the movie, then listen to the episode. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Legendarium Podcast. <laughs> I, this is I honestly don't remember what episode this is. Sometimes that's a joke. Today it's not. I don't remember what episode it is. 300 and something. I am Craig, your host. Uh, over there, he is Ryan. Hello. Hey, Ryan. How's it going? Yeah, pretty good. Do you uh, feel a need to be insulted? Uh, just being in your presence is insult enough. Perfect. And Todd. Welcome, Todd. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So today, w- today is a bit of a weird episode because I, I didn't do any insults. Uh, this is all kind of off the cuff because... Uh, we're, we're talking about Godzilla versus Kong today. Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> why are we doing that? You might ask, rightly. <laughs> what you know, we tend to talk about books, and we want to get a little bit into you know some level two stuff, sure. level three stuff, and what this is a freaking lizard punching a monkey. What like why are we here? What are we What are we thinking with this? Well, basically, I came out of the theater. Yes, I went to the theater for the first time in a year. Good for you. And uh, I came out of the theater and the whole drive home, I came out and I was like, ah, hey, great. A, a monkey punched a lizard. That was fun. Yeah. Um, and then as I was driving home, kind of more and more of the storyline storyline started to kick in, <laughs> in in my brain. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And then I got home, and as I was telling my wife about it, it got worse and worse. And I was like, no, this was terrible. Okay, there's a lot to talk about. So, yeah. Uh, I, I, but it, that being said, there's there's a lot that I am going to be complaining about on this uh, particular episode, because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but can we all agree that it was really fun to see a monkey punch a lizard? Yes. The fun factor on this was absolutely at the top of the charts. Yeah, yeah. I smiled through the whole thing. Yeah, Laughed. it was great. My children did not, and that's okay. <laughs> so this is, uh, yeah, this is, um, how. I guess I want to prep our conversation here with the comment that we get it. It's a movie <laughs> about a monkey punching a lizard, so I, nobody should take it too seriously. Mm-hmm. And yet, there are things to talk about, right? If so. you were if you were setting a bar for this movie as to where I was expecting it to go, the bar was about here. And uh, I figured, for the record, if, Todd is if, holding his hand. If uh, it close went to well, we got we got some video going on, so they should go to the video. Well, right? No, but no, this should this should always work for audio, Todd. <laughs> this always. is true. This is true. Uh, I, my my expectation was low enough that if the movie had shown up and basically it was. Very much like the 1950s Godzilla movies with really bad, uh, really bad voiceover and uh, subtitles for everything. I probably still would have been okay. Yeah. Um, So the fact that it didn't have those elements and it had a couple of other things. Yeah. Okay. I I had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, what about you? Uh, I I really enjoyed watching this. And I think the the key thing is the fun factor. And I, I didn't have much of an expectation. I had watched uh, Kong, Skull Island, and the second Godzilla movie in the run-up to this, just so I knew 
I know this is a MonsterVerse franchise piece, so right. they, they've built a storyline up. Um, but I went in. Can we can we always just put storyline in air quotes, please, for this <laughs> for this particular franchise? Is that okay? That's fine. That's fine. Um, it's I I really didn't have a lot of expectations going into it either, based on what I'd seen in the other ones. I'm like, okay, so you consistently have uh, humans that I just don't care about. I just want to see the monsters and uh, let and see how they go, and they will ultimately follow the same arc. You know, it's it's formulaic but it's still an enjoyable experience to watch the process yeah 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 yeah. now todd um you've you've been on uh god's green earth for a long long time you've seen a lot of godzilla movies i have there whippersnapper yep (laughs) so so what i'm curious about is um do you have you been plugged in uh, to any significant degree to the conversation around what Godzilla has represented in in cinema history? You know, uh, nuclear anxiety, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, um, and the and and the imperialism of the West trying to destroy the world, and you know what happens when science runs amok, and all of these kinds of things. Yeah, I, you know, I've, I heard it when I was I heard it when I was younger. I heard it again when I was a little bit older, and we were looking at video and film as as kind of a history and representative of what was going on in those periods of time, whatever. I mean, I, as, as I looked at it and as I watched it, I said, okay, fine. I was more interested in the idea that radiation could spark evolution because that, that tied into my comic verse stuff. So the, the X-Men and the X-Gene and all those kinds of things, I, I felt like what I was watching with Godzilla and this idea of radiation, Spider-Man with radiation. Hey, I'm all about radiation changing us. Let's make us all better. If that can make us destroy, you know, big, big, fancy aliens, let's go for it. And if it makes us destroy big, fancy moths and horrible, you know, semi-cretaceous period monsters, I'm in for that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan, uh, do you have any thoughts on this before we actually get into this movie on kind of the general Godzilla uh, ethos. I have literally never put a single brain cell's thought <laughs> into what Godzilla represents on a larger scale. You you never I, heard those? I haven't. I, I can understand them. Like now that you say that, I'm like, yeah, I can see it. Totally makes sense. For me, I mean, I would rent Godzilla movies for sleepovers and things like that and love it. I literally never have even thought of any of that. <laughs> I was like, giant lizard, atomic breath, fighting other guy in costume. It's <laughs> It's, you know, it's another Power Rangers for me. We're good here. I uh, I don't think I saw a Godzilla movie until that Matthew Broderick one from like I oh, want to yeah, say yeah. ninety nine or so, really ninety eight maybe. Okay, um, not not great, uh, not, <laughs> not great, Phil. Uh, not not a great movie. Um, okay, so now maybe let's talk about Godzilla versus Kong twenty twenty one. We've established that it was fun. We had a good time. The lizard punched the monkey and vice versa. And, uh, you know, fun was had by all. However, I have some issues. Oh, here and we I, go. And, and so here, what we're going to do, I'm going to give I'm going to offload my issues on the two of you and you're going to respond and either talk me down or uh, marvel at how correct I can I can be. Is, like, is this, have or, we, or is this episode going to turn into a rehash of this? One of us is Godzilla. One of us is Kong. One of us is Mecha Godzilla. Oh no 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 no! I'm if I'm anybody, I'm uh, whatever the guy's name is, the head of Apex. Apex. Yeah, I want to be that guy. Okay, so let's start there. That dies. 
Yes, correct. The Mechagodzilla. Okay. Because okay. I would rather Kills. die than live in a world that treats him <laughs> as the villain. Okay. <laughs> This is going to be a really fun conversation. Let me yep. let me let me, uh, <clears throat> let me explain to you the uh, situation as presented by these movies. Okay, <laughs> a giant subterranean monster is awoken from his slumber and torches the entire world. It goes crazy, is killing thousands, millions of people. Nobody knows what to do. Uh, you know, the monster is defeated. Then, then a half dozen more monsters wake up and they all do battle and they're leveling cities and murdering everybody around them uh you know collateral damage and all that and basically it's march madness for monsters right yeah, and, okay. and, and so at the end of the last battle the big the king of the monsters godzilla the king of the monsters he's the duke basketball team of the monsters and he uh and and he <laughs> defeats the rest and then go and he's like i'm freaking wiped you know i am pooped i'm going back under the ocean i'm gonna go sleep for a while peace out right am i accurately describing the story so far i feel so like i'm far. pretty close so okay. far now we're presented with a situation where um uh oh whoops i haven't been using sound this whole time on the video <laughs> i'll have to fix that later <laughs> um Okay, so now we're presented with a situation where we don't know, we can't communicate with this giant monster. We don't know why he's there, what he's planning to do. Our last encounter with him suggests that he's here to, what, keep balance on the planet, protect humanity? What? Oh, okay, maybe. Just kick butt for fun. Possibly. Yeah, but I mean, kick butt for fun while millions of people are murdered by, you know, atomic breath and falling debris, et cetera, et cetera, uh, tidal waves and all the rest. Then this guy from Apex is like, you know what? We need a freaking plan. We don't know why this monster is here and we need a plan to preserve ourselves, to maintain, you know, the way he presents is maintain our status as the Apex uh, creature uh, mm -hmm. organism on the planet. Um, so that we can ensure our survival because we don't know what this uh, lizard god is going to do in the future. How is that bad? Todd, how is that bad? Um, this is the place where we, where we introduce the idea of Machiavelli and we say it's not always the intent, it's the execution that determines whether it's good or bad. And what about his execution would be considered bad? Um... So I, I try to avoid, I, I don't know if you guys are, have all, ever been aware. I don't know if I've ever said this. I try to avoid using good and bad. Uh, I like to use wise and unwise. And I think there's a whole lot in the way that he approached the process that was unwise. The idea of using the leftover skull of one of the other monsters to somehow enhance the telepathic powers of a human being to, in, to lodge inside the uh, or to control a giant monster a giant mechanical monster that also has the other half of the telepathic mind with no idea what the outcomes are going to be yeah no that's that's unwise no 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 no. they've been testing this for a while and things have been working great you know no, we never we when we're when we're talking about the the fantastic trope of telepathy from a <laughs> dead monster i'm not sure if that's a trope or not but but i kind of like the idea that we no, you have to expect that you do not know everything that's going on and he acts like he does. That's the part that's unwise. So, okay, so you're saying that it's his his hubris that makes him the bad guy. Yes. Ryan, 
thoughts up to this point? I can I kind of agree with uh, with Todd on that that it's it's mainly it's the of course it, you the, do you're the Luke Skywalker guy it's right? the the hubris <laughs> yes uh, it is his it is his pride it's the fact that uh, on the other side you flip that on on its head a little bit yeah what he's doing we need a way to protect ourselves from the you know the the lizard god if he goes rogue uh, as you said earlier it's like Batman when he fights Superman we don't know what he's gonna do uh, yeah that makes sense but. Who then keeps him in check? Who then keeps Mechagodzilla from making Apex the supreme power on Earth? Like, it's yes. the the character, his characterization, his styling is is one that it's everything is done in secret. It's done at the expense uh, of other living creatures. Like they're bringing in the you know they they've got the test subjects that he's bringing in. Like, I get it. You have to do that. There's some there's some giant dinosaur eggs that have to be cracked to make this giant mecha omelet. Okay, <laughs> I get okay, it. that's fantastic. But I, I think uh, my biggest problems with him and and the reason why I'm okay with him as the villain here, uh, it's not that he has developed this. It's the fact that he's developed it in secret. Uh, he's made he is so assured that it is going to be the greatest power ever uh, that. <laughs> The moment he gets the the energy source from uh, inner Earth, from Hollow Earth, yeah, like I you you haven't tested beyond there, and I know we don't have a lot of time to test beyond that, but it's you just knew you knew he was going to be wrecked by his own pride. And so I w- I will say that the best argument that either of you has come up with so far is the accountability one that Ryan's got. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if he is able to make Mechagodzilla work. Uh, then who's to say that he doesn't now rule the world, right? Right. That, that's a perfectly fine argument. I would put that on the back burner, you know, behind survival. Yeah. You know what I mean? In Maslow's hierarchy of needs, first we have to <laughs> exist. First we have to build the giant metal lizard. But the, Then we can worry about what we're doing with it. But yeah. the problem exists that we approach it from a standpoint <laughs> of how do we punch it rather than how do we figure out how to communicate with it? And that's the interesting differentiation between the way that they've approached these two great big monsters. On one side, we're trying to communicate. On the other side, we're trying to destroy. Well, and the other thing, so the big comparison I have here, and it's because it comes from the same genre, the same cultural setup here. Uh, essentially, if you retitle this Pacific Rim 3, all of a sudden they are the hero because it's like, hey, we've got, you know, we've got our, uh, what were the, they have the kaiju and then we have the Jaegers. The, the Jaegers. Jaegers. You know, basically he made a, a Jaeger that he just happened to model after Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, because I, I, of, and, and you know what, you know who the good guys are in Pacific Rim? The, the, the Jaeger Jaegers. pilots. <laughs> this is, uh, they, uh, you're, you're proving my point here. Yes. I, this is what but I'm was, saying. But, but the Jaegers were built as an open source, open for everybody to see recognizing that we were doing it not in secret and not for one person to be the one that controlled the entire process. Yep. You had pilots from every country. It was a, a unified uh, to, human to effort. Which, to which I would respond, who built the first Jaeger? Probably the United Nations. So, so, well, okay. Whatever that version yeah, with, is. Oh, all right. <laughs> Never mind. Um, <laughs> I just don't see that happening. Um, they can't build no, a wall my, either. My, my point is, why... why uh, if this is essentially the story of Pacific Rim, which I'm fine with using that as an analogy, sure, um, we're just seeing this at a different Time. place in the in sure. the timeline. And yeah. So I guess my point is just I 
I did not appreciate the way that the movie kind of wanted me to reflexively hate this guy. Mm-hmm. That's my my whole point here is just that, I get that he's not wrong that we need to figure out an answer to this. We can't just sit there and hope that Godzilla doesn't wipe out the entire planet. There needs to be some kind of a plan, uh, a response, right? Yeah. Am I crazy here, Ryan? No, you're not crazy. You're, you're, the mentality you have makes sense. Uh, it's just uh, not Luke Skywalker enough for you. It's the, uh, we need a, we need a human villain on top of our setup and we need a, it just, it's, it's filling, it's filling, uh, the ingredients to the story recipe. Um, <laughs> so you forgot your air quotes. Yeah. It, th- there is a story here. It's not a very, <laughs> it's not a very, uh, in depth or interesting, uh, thought provoking piece. But there are elements of story. There are, I should say, there are elements of story on the counter. I can look at that and go, you can make a chocolate chip cookie out of what's on the counter. Whether you did or not is a different story. <laughs> and, and whether it's a, whether it's a Mrs. Fields chocolate chip cookie or the, the one that sits Hoy there. Piece of garbage. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and which one did you want? Were you expecting a Mrs. Fields chocolate chip cookie when you walked into this one? Or were you expecting the I little was, hockey puck with a couple of chocolate chips in it? I was expecting a crushed in the couch Oreo. There um, you go. There you go. I th- I think for me the one working back to this guy, the one thing that was that was fascinating about the way that they portrayed him was his absolute disregard for any other human being that was around him. Mm-hmm. And that's not just with all the rest of us. I think that, I think that's fair. I do. I think that's fair. And and that's whether that is a part of the character flaw that then leads him to do all of this stuff in secret and try and, and, and try and take over the world or whether that's just something that they threw in to say, let's make sure that even people like Craig could have a reason to hate this guy. Let's make him as little human as possible. Uh, I just didn't hate him. Like, huh? yeah, he certainly was flawed and wasn't a very nice man. Uh, but I don't need a nice man to save me from Godzilla. But doesn't it follow uh, some of the tropes that came out of these early Godzilla movies about the idea of science run amok? Fine. Okay. okay. All right. Okay, Ryan, you look like you're you're done with this. You're looking at me like, all right, are you gonna you're gonna shut up about this now? <laughs> we save it. No, we're good. We can we can move. That's that's first round. So okay, <laughs> the uh, first round is a tie. Wow, that's right. They're all a tie. Oh my gosh. Maybe we should talk about that now. All right. That was the other thing. I I didn't read anything about the movie. I knew nothing going in. Uh, you know, I, all that I knew was that I'd seen little snippets of, you know, in, in the teaser commercials and whatnot where the actors uh, would go out and give their interviews and they'd say, um, you're going to have to pick a side. You know, it, it, this is it's Godzilla versus Kong somebody's going down so and i was like really wow that you know hey bold move cotton uh let's do this let's <laughs> godzilla versus kong i'm excited i'm ready uh, i don't know who i'm rooting for uh but then the movie starts and it's like okay so clearly kong is you know waking up scratching his butt taking a shower uh he's our human stand-in and then godzilla is the uh is the kaiju you know that he's gonna have to fight and so as as the movie was going i was like all right let's go kong you know mm-hmm. kill the monster and then and then the movie was like, oh, oh, remember that whole versus thing? Yeah, that. We're not, we're not doing that anymore. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a team-up movie, not a versus movie. I don't know. I, I didn't care for that. And I thought that the, uh, the through joke of the movie was very, very apt. And that was the coward joke, 
with the little deaf girl. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, signing coward, and he thought that it meant brave. Yeah. And so I was just, I was just kind of laughing at the studio uh, a little bit thinking that they were very brave while signing coward the whole time we can't Mm -hmm. actually go through with this because it might damage our ip despite the fact that they've already killed godzilla once and then just brought him back to life again with a nuke anyway like you can you can have your verses you can still kill him kill him and And bring him back and you know you can have your cake and eat it too as the franchise goes and and make a good versus movie out of it and they just kind of like oh i i don't know if i oh i can't do that and then they killed kong in the middle of the movie, right? Should we say spoilers? But uh, should we say we had spoiler stuff? It's Godzilla versus freaking Kong. Uh, the, when they when they take the heave and they say, "Oh yeah, you know, well his heart's slowing down. We'd need to restart it with something that could power the city of Las Vegas for a week." Oh, I think we've got that. Let's just bring this right in here and drop it on top of him, and you know, use that as a as a defibrillator. And we can. That was pretty dope, though. That, that was pretty cool. <laughs> Any anytime you could use a defibrillator, especially if you could use a defibrillator. On King Kong, uh, that that I laughed out loud. <laughs> I laughed out funny. loud at that moment. But it also was very clear that that there there is no risk really for any of these characters. Yeah. They're going to survive, and both of them were going to survive because they're critical for they're critical for going forward. So you know, do Ryan, what you want to with thoughts, it. thoughts, feelings, emotions. Do I you have I'm, emotions. I, I do have emotions occasionally. <laughs> um, uh, I disagree to a certain extent. Um, I, I knew that there was not going to be a killed off monster between Kong and Godzilla. I knew they would go the three way route. Um, Whoa! This is suddenly a very, very different kind of monster movie, which uh, I'm not saying wouldn't be unappealing you watch, to a certain stream, crowd. You didn't stream yours through Pornhub. <laughs> That's right. This is the uh, the uh, what the da- the Daily Motion version of uh, Godzilla vs Kong. No. Um, so I. Th- I think they did declare a winner, but they didn't kill the monsters because God's there's, we have that whole sequence where, uh, I, I really liked it. Godzilla has beaten Kong. Yes. Stands on his chest and screams in his face and Kong screams back, but then submits. So we go, okay, Godzilla beat Kong. He doesn't have to kill him to win. Um, so he does that, but then it's like, okay, well we can't, it, this is where it falls back into your, into what you're saying. Where the studio has to go, well, we can't make the Kong fans upset that he lost. Be like, there's no way Kong would lose this. Like, so you all of a sudden you create this triangle where everybody beats everybody else. So Godzilla beats Kong. Godzilla gets butt kicked by Mecha Godzilla. Kong beats Mecha Godzilla. So now we have that perfect triangle of I beat because I beat here. I'm a transitive property. I'm now better than them. But so, there's this, so, so wait a minute, wait a minute. You're saying that this was basically a giant rock paper scissors movie? Yes, basically. Okay. I'm in. That's what it is. So I, <laughs> I think in the Godzilla versus Kong argument that they actually did make a decision on that and land there. And I think it is the right decision. Uh, Godzilla, I do believe Godzilla would be would beat Kong, although I really liked the lore and the history that they created. Like these two have been going back and forth, uh, you know, fighting for years and everything. I was like, okay, that's fine. Oh, it was and so then, AVP. Yeah. Did you ever see Alien versus no. Predator? Yes. Oh, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. But for me, so that was when... Uh, like when he went down and got the axe that was made from a Godzilla uh, shard from the spikes off his back. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So that's I'm like, oh, that's why it's able to hurt Godzilla that way is because it's made from Godzilla. It's, you know, the whole uh, uh, Loki scepter from the first Avengers. Only this can get through this. So right, right. It gets charged up when Godzilla charges up. Godzilla charges it up. 
Um, so I, I was okay with the, the use of the axe and the lore that they created. It gave a little bit of depth to it. So it wasn't just like, hey, we need to give Godzilla or King Kong something he can fight Godzilla with other than his monkey fists. Um, <laughs> what? what? Did you just Why say monkey Why did that sound fist? so funny? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. The monkey fist. <laughs> but so I, I liked the axe portion. I liked that lore. Um, and then it was able to, it gave them a way to work together to beat Mechagodzilla where Godzilla is like charging up the axe for King Kong as he then turns around and starts chopping legs and things like that. So it's like, okay, I get it. But I, I, I think that they, may, I, I do think that Godzilla won the, the verses and Kong won the overall. Whatever that means. I, I yeah. don't even know what that means. But neither does the movie, frankly. And that's, I, I guess that's just my point. I wish there would have been a really definitive, like, like Godzilla holding up Kong's severed head or something, you know, like that would have wow. been dope uh, or whatever, you know, or Kong, you know, uh, like all you see is a shot of the last bit of Godzilla's tail disappearing down Kong's gullet or something like either <laughs> That'd way. That'd be a I, I, I crazy amount of things to eat. Doesn't he do that with Mecha though? I feel like they cut he, the he arms rips, and legs off. He, he rips, yeah, the yeah, rips the head off. And, yeah, that's pretty, yeah. that's pretty great. Um, oh shoot. Okay. But I, I think we can agree that uh, the movie did do one thing really, really well. And that was uh, to make the ultimate protagonist uh, the podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. So so podcasters are the good guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just, it's science. This is science. Um, and so the movie got that right, at least, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and they have nothing else to say about that. Okay. Why would so, we why would we disagree with that? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. What else what it was else an do we want portrayal of podcasters too? You know, the so. other thing that I thought was really accurate about it was the way that people get sucked into the 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 gravity of the podcast and just pulled along with it all the way, you know, underneath the what, maglev what all the way that? to Hong Kong. That maglev thing was that sub ocean was it did they already find a trail to the center of the earth and then where was that train going so this is one of those beautiful things where you have to walk into a movie and go okay so they've given no explanation at all and we just have to accept that they had enough money to either build a tunnel that is going to hold up underneath the ocean and survive all of that or that they dug far enough underneath into the sure i'm in (laughs) <laughs> I was like, we're, we're yeah. literally challenging That's, this when the one of the core concepts of this film is there is another Earth inside of Earth. Like, Can we talk about that the was, hollow that Earth? Was pretty, that was kind of fun. It was uh, nauseating when we first found, got there. I definitely, I, so like I said, I went and saw it in a theater. I was pretty close to the screen. It was a bit of a trip to get to the hollow Earth. Um, I, and it kind of made me wish, honestly, that this had been a different movie because... That would have been a cool place to hang out for another forty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, right. I don't know. Jules Thoughts? Jules Verne. Uh, one of Jules Verne's science fiction classics is Journey to the Center of the Earth. Right? right. And in that idea, this this he presents the idea that there is a world. There's a different world underneath there, subterranean. Uh, that's a that's another trope that is used uh, quite effectively throughout the science fiction community. Uh, Mike Grell popularize that as well with uh, the Warlord comic book, The World of Scartaris, 
We've got this. It's a, I see you yawning already. Um, and I can hear everybody else in the world saying, Todd, shut up. <laughs> uh, but, but really this, this piece is, this piece is one that, that we bring out every now and again when we're trying to say, well, we can't go to space for this one. Could we make it so that inside the planet there's something else? And yeah, we do. And we bring it out and we're happy with it and we use it. Um, I would, I would agree with Ryan that this would have been a really cool piece for coming back and revisiting Jules Verne's journey to the center of the earth, mm-hmm. which Disney tried to do once before and didn't work. Was it Disney that did it or? Yeah, they did a Brendan Fraser. Well, I don't know if it was Disney, but Brendan Fraser and. And then they brought the rock in for version two, didn't they? I, for the second one. Anyway, that I don't remember. I, isn't that every sequel? Just get the rock. <laughs> he'll he'll bring this franchise what, around. Whatever screwed it up, if you bring in the Rock, Dwayne, the Rock Johnson, we can fix that. <laughs> um I, I I like the I have always liked this idea that there is something hidden. Uh and that world was the the place where you get to the the special effects where they show Kong on on one end and he jumps and the gravity switches and flips and goes to the other side. Uh, that was that was a pretty cool moment. It, it was uh, it was slightly um, it, it could have been executed slightly differently to make me a little bit happier. I I did like that moment, but I got unfortunate Princess Leia vibes <laughs> when he's kind of reaching Ooh. through the air. Uh, he's kind of Mary Poppinsing uh, through the the cloud of debris. <laughs> yeah, but hey, that's just me. So that means Ryan probably loved it. It was. I'm, it, I'm messing with you, man. I know. Okay. I know. I watched it. And I watched him jump, and I was like, "Oh, that's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be a nice visual when that flips." I, I think that they went for the beautiful cinematic flip around. Everything's. Oh, look how gorgeous this is! I think it would have been a great moment for comedy, like slow motion. He gets up there, flips the other side, and then all of a sudden, flip, boom! And I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> just slams down. I was like, that could have been a great comic moment wouldn't have really ruined anything but no they had to show his prowess and his familiarity with being able to flip gravity and stuff that yeah. he's never been there well that we know of I, we well, found, that's, him, we that found him the on Skull, point, Skull Island yeah it, the, the whole idea of that was um, what do they call it genetic memory yeah you know the idea of uh, what did they say uh, salmon going back to where they spawn which is uh, not necessarily or, accurate or science. whatever you know anyway can we just say that yeah it's as, not really, is that going to be bad for me to be that guy that says this, that uh, yes. yeah, this okay. uh, Godzilla versus Kong movie wasn't entirely <laughs> scientifically accurate when they went to the uh, the center of the earth Godzilla uh, Kong is not salmon <laughs> Kong's not salmon people come on <laughs> okay and salmon don't have genetic memory but that's a different story <laughs> Oh, okay. So at this point, honestly, we've been going for a half hour. Usually our episodes are an hour. We've been going a half hour and I'm like, oh, we're really running dry here. We're scraping the bottom of this barrel. Oh, uh, I don't know. But Todd, what else What else do you got? Uh, I, I, So of all the things that I was thinking when I went into the film, one of the things that I was saying to myself was, when they do this, how is it going to compare to all of the old Godzilla movies where Godzilla was fighting everybody else. Brian, you made mention of the guy getting into the Godzilla suit and, you know, mm-hmm. you could always tell that it was very, a lot of latex foam rubber, you know, everything kind of wobbles everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I really liked the fact that when we were watching this, the CGI didn't take me out of the moment very often. Uh, I was, I was, I was pleased with the execution of that, but I was even more pleased that I didn't have a moment where I said, Ooh, this would have been cool in a Power Rangers movie. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I just sat back and watched it and said to myself, "All right, I like this. I'm watching I'm watching bridges get cut down. I'm watching buildings get just shredded, and then the moment pops into my head. This is exactly Superman versus Zod. Oh yeah, in Metropolis. Oh, I had the exact yeah. same thought, and and that that is kind of what led me to my whole Batman v Superman thing. Like, why is nobody thinking like the Apex guy? Fine." He's a bad person. I, I'm happy to accept that he is not... I, I wouldn't want him babysitting my children or something. You know, fine. Uh, but somebody's got to have that thought. Like, he just leveled... Or they just leveled Hong Kong. I At minimum, a million people died mm-hmm. in oh, this yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. Minimum. Maybe more like 10. Uh, and not just died like snapped out of existence... But died horrifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Atomic breath and falling debris and all the rest. I don't know. I just uh, that's sorry. I'm going back to my original point. We already talked about this. We don't have to do it again. I just uh, that really bothered me. Like, why is he such a bad guy for wanting to have protection against? He doesn't uh, want to protect us. He wants to take over. uh, He wants to win. Sure. Yeah. And which is which is stated. Where in the movie? Oh, like, come on. It's implied because he's drinking while he's doing it all. Um, <laughs> the other thing, the other thing. That I wanna, well, that's, no, how, that's how Todd, that's how the, the Mormonist version of Todd oh, no, 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 no. judges no, no, no. Uh, the bad guys in movies. It's, it's not that it's not the bad guys are the ones that drink. It's the bad guys are the ones that drink while they throw the switch. That's the indication. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the funny, the funny part for me about this though, is that. As I'm watching this, I'm thinking, you know, I think the, the I think the makers of the original Godzilla movies would have been thrilled with the way that these are portrayed, mm-hmm. not because of the loss of human life, not because, they, you know, they're saying, you know, look at the wanton destruction and all those kinds of things. But because that was the that was the filmmaker version that they had. How do we show these? How do we show planes being pulled out of the sky? You know, if you're looking real close at the old movies, you can see the wires holding the planes and uh, all that kind of stuff. Finally, we have the technology, the movie making technology to do what they wanted to do. And doggone it all, if it isn't fun to watch. Yeah, no, I, I'm totally with you there. I, <laughs> it, is, it is tough to watch. Ryan, you were talking about renting old King Kong mm-hmm. movies at sleepovers or whatever. I, I never watched them because I couldn't watch the rubber suit thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just too, it was too much for me. You know, yeah. as a kid, I was like, I can't suspend my disbelief that much at this point. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Todd. They look fantastic. It really did. I, I absolutely, I, I was telling Craig this earlier. Uh, I love when they go into the close-up shots for Godzilla's face, like when he's staring down King Kong. Like, it's an intimidating look. It's really impressive. And I, I've been very impressed with the, the design of both these creatures uh, throughout each of their movies. If they, even if they aren't consistent, um, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Todd, do you have uh, anything else that you need to get off your chest about this movie, or shall we make this a short episode? <laughs> uh, let me take a look at my notes. I actually made notes. Um, what are you, Megan? Uh, no, but I'm learning. <laughs> um, so one of the things that uh, one of the things that I I I, I love the the reference to Pacific Rim. This felt sometimes like it was a slap in the face at Pacific Rim for saying, "Why didn't you just make a Godzilla movie for crying out loud?" Why did you have to come up with something different? Um, and I'm sure it's probably because they couldn't get the rights to it because somebody was holding on to it, knowing that they were going to finally do this right. 
Um, but I, but as I was watching that, I, and I've also noticed that Pacific Rim has come out with a, a animated version, an animated movie on Netflix. Yep. So I'm like, okay, so where do we take that one? Uh, but the other thing that I wanted to bring up, and and I don't know if you guys are going to jive with me on this or not, but I was pleased with the the human actors in this film because so much of what they had to act to did not exist. I will say that that is now a standard skill set every actor has to have. Yes. In a current in Hollywood. Um, but I, let's be fair. Some do it better than others. It that is true. And this was this was consistent. If it wasn't great, it was consistent. But I I would challenge that a little bit in the sense of most of the shots where we have humans in the same space as the creatures. Um, if if you want to give props to anybody, you give it to the deaf girl. Yes, who had to inter, uh, interact with Kong. Honestly, it's not it's not all that hard to get the eye levels right you know it's the classic so gandalf the and the tennis, tennis ball. ball yeah yeah like um but to still to act to nothing is not the easiest thing i will tell you that generally speaking and i blame this more on writers than anything else i i don't care about the human elements of this and not just because i and not because i just want to see the the monsters punch punch each other but the human characters are rather forgettable they're there just as a of, a of, through line. Yeah, yeah. A way for us to, to follow the, in. They're the piece that allows us to have, for them to say, what happened to that? Why did that come from? Well, it came from here. They were the <laughs> they were the explanation points along the line. Yeah. Hey, let's check in with our exposition crew really quick. Um, <laughs> that's what I feel. There's a, in all of the ones I've watched, there has literally only been one character that I went, I like and care about that character, and it's John C. Riley's character in Skull Island. He's the, yeah. He's the, yeah. He's the only one, one that I actually care about, like, Friday nights, Friday night lights, dad, you can get eaten. I don't care. Like Friday night lights, dad, Kyle yeah. Chandler. Yes. Kyle Chandler. That's wasn't, wasn't Samuel. Uh, uh, Samuel uh, no, no, Jackson no, 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 no. Early edition. Okay. Guy. Early edition. Guy. Early edition guy. Friday night lights, dad. Get I've never watched Friday night lights. I just know that's his most recent big thing. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and 11, I, I adore you, Millie Bobby Brown. I don't care about yeah. the character. Like I, no, none of them. No, none of these are characters. They're just they're exposition machines, like you said. So, so yeah, whatever. All right, uh, that's Todd. You look like you have one more thing. No, that's that's the extent. Oh, thank you. Um, except except that I just want to say again, um, I really enjoyed it. This was this was the Godzilla movie <laughs> I've been looking for. I really had a good time. I I think I enjoyed just as a matter of spectacle. I enjoyed the the. King of the Monsters better, the one where he's fighting a whole oh, bunch yeah, of different yeah, yeah. Uh, monsters. And that actually, I guess my parting thought on this one would be, I prefer Pacific Rim. You were saying, Todd, why couldn't they just, why couldn't uh, 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 Mexican director, what's his name? Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. I think he's Mexican, right? Um, could be Spanish. I can't remember. Anyway, why didn't he just make uh, a Godzilla, Godzilla movie? Godzilla movie? Um, and it's because you get more creativity in something like uh, Pacific Rim, where you can make these monsters do anything. You can have all these different, uh, not kaijus, Jaegers, Jaegers, with the different powers and what, it, like it's, you can get more creative with 
the fight scenes, which is what you're there for. I, we were kind of talking about the the mythology, and Ryan's like, I don't give a crap about whatever you know, real world commentary and all that stuff. And it doesn't matter. I just want the robots punching the monsters, and I think mm-hmm. Pacific Rim did that better. Yeah. Where ultimately they were just like, don't care. Next fight scene. First Pacific Rim. Yeah. For, I'm, I'm not talking about the rest of it. Yeah. I'm just talking about that first one. Um, you had issues with the second Pacific Rim. Don't don't even bother with the other Pacific Rim. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, it's not 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 good. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's why I preferred the second Godzilla movie, King of the Monsters, because sure. you at least had this wide variety of crazy monsters with all their different powers and abilities and all that. I like that one. I had a hard time with the idea of Godzilla and Mothra as a couple. That was a little weird. <laughs> That was a little bit of a... Well, you're the one asking for monster three ways. And yeah. I don't know. What, it's, why do you have such a tough time with that? I just it was, I just had a hard time with it for a little bit going, so she's the queen of the monsters. He's the king of the monsters. Like, uh, okay. That really doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work on a lot of levels. But you know what? Mothra was a beautiful design and everything. Maybe worked. maybe it's like, uh, you know, one of those 1950s TV shows where they're, they, they sleep in separate beds. This is a twin bed situation. They're not really there to... I don't need the monsters to be able to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> or even cohabitate. They can have a perfectly lovely family home life between the two of them. Oh, boy. It's just weird to imagine right. Godzilla in his his giant temple cave filled with lava. And then, you know, coming home and Mothra's in an apron all sitting there you know, cooking up something for him. He's like, oh, honey, I could have done that with my atomic breath. You know, there's a whole family circus side the of this. That's just ridiculous. All right, wow. all right, all right. We've we have officially gone off the rails. This episode is over, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So let's, let's call it there. If you guys are cool with it, if, uh, there's nothing we're going to be able to say that's going to be value. All right, yeah, we are we are done providing. Well, we were done providing any value before we started the the mics up. Let's be honest. Uh, but I guess. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go to sorry, sorry. <laughs> I just, I, I, if you want to know if should you spend the money uh, to go see it on HBO Max or in the theaters, I would say fifteen dollars HBO Max is a great deal for one month. If you want to just cancel that out, like oh, and I, I would say if you're gonna go see it, go see it in the theater. Do both. I'm sorry, but HBO Max is a hundred percent worth fifteen bucks a month. Sure, for mm-hmm. all the other stuff that's on there, just get HBO Max and go see this in the theaters. It's good theater. How are we movie. not getting money from HBO for how much we talk about? It's only been the last couple of weeks, uh, but yeah, it could be more. As far as I'm concerned, they're the big winner of the pandemic. HBO Max has been awesome for me, so I really liked it. Uh, so yeah go see it it's fun it's a and then you can go in with the right expectation and you'll have a good time go in with the wrong expectation and you will be angry about the money that you wasted yeah i and i'm i'm not i i had my little quibbles uh but i had a good time it was fun to watch them rip rip (laughs) mecha godzilla's head off so all right thanks for listening everybody go to patreon.com slash legendarium go to thelegendarium.com check out our discord server etc etc please subscribe to the youtube channel if you haven't yet um that's that's it so yeah we'll be back again in a week or so with something else of of equal intellectual merit don't you worry at least equal (laughs) maybe we'll open a book again (laughs) yeah i don't know how i feel about that that doesn't sound very fun all right see you guys